Welcome back to the high-flying, power-fighting, cosmic adventure of this week's DC reboot of The Crit of Steel. This is your GM, Patrick here, your genetic, manipulative, codex crash landing on Earth and, and living my dream of being adopted by Kevin Costner. Uh, joining me this week in fighting off some thugs from my home planet are my five super friends and your Kryptonian players across the digital table for me. He's a high-flying hero with a symbol that stands for peace. It's Miles playing Raimi. Good evening. On my right, an army pilot ready to fly a C-47 into the Phantom Zone. It's Tyler playing Andros. Sound check. <laughs> to his left, a scary, spooky general ready to terraform Earth for her people. It's Rebecca playing Alindra. Hello. To my left, a fiery reporter on the case and ready to travel to space. It's Drew playing Nackfeld Spar. Why did you say that name? And finally, to his left, the holographic embodiment of a father figure from afar. It's Jabert as Andis148. But in this one, I'm Kevin Ke- Kevin Costner. <laughs> you want to be my Kevin Costner? I'm, I'm both. I'm not Kevin Russell Crowe. Kevin Co- Costner is both dads. <laughs> you want the dumbest death in cinema? <laughs> oh, there's very been dumber. Yeah, uh, very few. Much dumber. Guys, no trivia recap this week because we are... Mm. Set in course for unknown waters in leveling up to 16th level with the Starfinder characters. The 15th time we've gone over a new level upgrade here on the podcast. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about your there's not a, a feat or like last level. There's a lot of stuff. 15th level but let's talk about your new class abilities new powers things like that who wants to go first I mine's will. boring yeah my, I have a pretty boring Miles you can't have a boring one you get level 6 spells I get spells, yeah that's amazing cool. well yeah it's pretty cool and I'm you know after after you gave us the business last book I decided it's it's time to, to give you a taste of your own medicine so I took disintegrate <sighs> Yeah, I, I figure that was going to happen. And <laughs> I mean, with like bonus spells and cash and stuff, you can you just be blasting disintegrate left and right. All it takes yeah. is one, one failed fortitude save. And it's so much damage. Do you, do you want to try and practice uh, roll 14? Nah. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens in the in, in the field. Uh, what, what was your other spell? The other spell will be revealed if I ever decide to use it. <laughs> uh, okay, is it on your character sheet? Yeah, yeah, it's, it's not a surprise to you. But All right, well, I just want to make sure that the, it's not like... We talked oh. about it earlier. Okay, then, Tyler, you said you also have a boring level. Is this a, a fighter-style level? Yeah, yeah, this is a, uh, this is a good Soldier old combat blitz. feat level mm-hmm. yay i i took opening volley <laughs> oh, cool. opening volley isn't that like a level one uh, it's like a level two feeder I mean, was it's just it, like wasn't it's just that nothing, the, uh, the name of our first episode <laughs> probably uh, dude i mean i don't know but it might have been the episode zero yeah. I, I just got like i mean there's another feed i could have taken i'll just i think i'm just gonna take it next level though 
I mean, I just get feats all day, every day. I just drown in feats. So I took this one yeah, because yeah. it works. You, you, yeah, you, it works with a Dross's charge style because well, you've got a ranged and melee weapon there. You can switch. The Spear of Fates does very well with this because I can start it off in range mode, shoot swift action to the other side, and then as a standard action, I can make a charge attack with two attacks at the end with the bonus from opening volley so there is a niche way that this can be used i thought i I do charge attack quite often there's um kind of like no reason not to do it so okay woohoo anyone else who's next i can go mine was sort of three revelations in one because i took adaptive photon which Uh allows me when i'm fully attuned to gain one of these three revelations that i don't normally have access to so the ones that i chose are gamma distortion which will protect us from radiation so if that ever comes up Soul Furnace, which gives me a second saving throw um, and also gives me a way to get rid of a whole bunch of conditions Mm. if that ever comes up. (laughs) Um, No, Confusion is not one of them, unfortunately. And then the third one that I chose was Burn Enchantment, which will help against spellcasters if that ever comes up. So I went with some revelations <laughs> oh, that are very situational, yeah, <laughs> but I'm like prepared. You're going super uh, Batman mode, plan B through Z, every yep. other potential plan. Excellent. All right. Who do we got? We got, we got Anandas. We got a knack. Who wants to go? I'll go. And um, one for eight. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, trying to decide if I wanted to pick up pinpoint sense or violent outburst. I'm going with violent outburst as a what do do they call them for evolutionists? Uh, Evolutionist adaptation. Right. Basically I get rewarded for spending evolution points. If I spend two of them if I spend two or more uh, evolution points to use an adaptation um, as a reaction I get to make an attack with a minus two uh modifier. Uh, If I've spent uh, five or more since uh, my last turn, I get to make two attacks with a minus four. Okay. So I can can potentially make uh, five attacks in a round. So (laughs) just Uh, burning through the evolution points. Yeah. You you can only do it once every 10 minute rest. So it's uh, still that could be a yeah going going sicko mode on the enemies just blah <laughs> right <laughs> and again and, and you know since that's part of the reaction it's uh you know the, the multi attack penalty doesn't apply to it so it's just yeah it's just based on the negatives of yeah the negatives you get from the actual thing so it is uh it's pretty cool little pretty cool little ability and i just i feel like i need more things to like spend my evolution points on i don't have too many things to do (laughs) have you spent five in a round or since the end of your last turn uh, so let's so i can so i can like you know uh sounds like you, you do it usually pretty early on in combat to like get stuff ready right right so i mean sort of each each round i'm at least spending you know one just to make my attack my base attack but i can sort of swift action to you know activate uh, a better movement speed i've got you know i have another reaction called you know vent plasma (laughs) where i can you know sort of react to somebody who hits me i mean i've got i've got things to do but like honestly there aren't all that many ways to spend evolution points which is (laughs) 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 okay uh knack feldspar 
final final level up 16th level up talk what you got so you, next, you, you had a improv yeah i get an improv this level and and there are a lot of improvs that you can get uh, at the level that we are but a lot of them do kind of the same thing but in different ways so i chose to do one that's a little off kilter and one that i did not expect it's called quick study and as a move action, Knack has been paying very close attention. He's been partnered with these, this crew for a long time, and he thinks he might have picked up a few things. Uh, so as a move action, I can become proficient with a type of weapon which another ally within 30 feet is proficient, and also gain that, that character's weapon specialization with that same weapon type. So Knack <laughs> can now, if he's within 30 feet of a dross, use any weapon in the game. <laughs> <laughs> Are we going to see heavy weapon next soon? <laughs> Maybe. Oh. Maybe we will. <laughs> so it's just a, it's just a matter of uh, I I did uh, I, I did have Knack pick up the 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 long arm from from the last combat just because that was actually better than the than the heavy oh, weapons yeah. that dropped. So he might be pulling that out. That this is a once per uh, ten minute rest situation. So it's not going to be something that pops out every fight, but it lasts well. Uh, yeah, it lasts basically the entire fight. Uh, yeah, it's, at it's, this level, eight rounds. Yes, it's half, half your level. your envoy level, so eight rounds for now. So awesome! Yeah. Oh, well, I can't wait to see that put into effect. Awesome! All right, well, let's get back on with the adventure and with our our next book of the Devastation Arc Saga. Uh, when we guys last left off, you all gained access to the, the final computer banks of the World Seed, managed to begin to shut down the core, and we, we kind of fast traveled from there and downloading perhaps the information on the, the computer banks. You resting up and then making your way back surface side where we see Uso. The, the bantered, patiently waiting, spinning his ball in place with a furrowed brow with some other Avatar core acolyte interns kind of buzzing about. And as the door opens and he sees you all emerge from the underground starship catacombs, bloodied and covered in soot and ash, beaten up, your armor melted at, at places. You know, he lets out a whoa! Oh, my, my Starfinders, you, you did it, you're back! Oh, we, we've been monitoring readings and showing the temperatures have stopped climbing. I, I don't know what you did, how you did it, but you did it. Sorry, what's this guy's name? Uso. You remember me? We met just a couple days ago. Uso, not Izu. I was getting them confused. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't think. Oh, wow. Met. Oh, do us Bantrons wow. all sound the same? <laughs> we're jammed by one person. Oh, I see how it is. Our Lord Abadar showers us with wealth because you are all alive and you still have your vitality. No, you didn't die. No, you didn't die in that awful pit of despair. And now you're back topside, breathing clean oxygen. Hey, I'm very excited. You can tell because I'm a singer. <laughs> yes, I, I could tell you're singing a song. That's uh, really something. And, uh, oh. uh, and, just, and just claps politely. You look okay, but these other ones, you guys look like you're almost dead. Uh, let, let me get you to our medical base. Get you some, some grub, some dinner. You guys. Oh, are- yes, they, they are in desperate need of medical attention. <laughs> I suppose I should hold my applause until, <laughs> until we get uh, Alindra's foot reattached. 
<laughs> oh, goodness! Oh, my God, I didn't even see that. He, he will oh, indeed my. lead you to the golden elevator and head up the large tower vault here to a medical office that looks very sanitized. There's clean looking tables, robotic equipment. Some bantered doctors come to see to you. Uh, let's talk about some of your ongoing conditions that you guys have and uh, and the ways to repair there. Rebecca, you indeed lost your leg against the fight uh, uh, against the Adiko Daemon. Yeah, it's funny. I kind of forgot that that happened um, until Andis so kindly just reminded me. Um, I was <laughs> You're about probably to going say, to repair that. I was about to say, would Alindra dance in this moment? No, she would not because her, her leg <laughs> would, is still injured. She would hop, hop about. Yeah, so you've got some options here. The Mystic Priests of Abadar can do a, a restoration spell for 3,600 credits. And that's, you know, returning your leg basically to full working status. You can also, much cheaper option, get a cybernetic replacement for like, I mean, the base model is 100 credits. Uh, you can get like different speed boosts and things. I already like have that. speed suspension. So speed Mark two. Yeah, that that's not a that's a leg enhancement. I don't think that replaces your leg, right? I think it does. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Uh it depends on the mark. I don't know if Mark II is full leg replacement. <laughs> what is it called? Speed suspension mark two is her specific one. MK two. I mean if that's if that's the case, I mean that is destroyed then. <laughs> Oh boy! <laughs> don't don't Google that without googling Starfinder at the same time. It also brings up like a lot of car parts. <laughs> yeah, you gotta get your your MK2 speed suspension on your hammy there. I think I have standard. Let me double check that. I might have minimal. No, I just have minimal. Yeah. Oh. So you replace joints and tendons and things with cybernetics. This isn't like those are destroyed and or you you know, messed up as well with this, but your leg does need to be replaced. So you, you will still have the seed speed suspension. If you want to get a full cybernetic leg, it'll just augment that leg, but it, it's up to you what you want to do. Getting become more RoboCop. If you want to just do a, a quick cybernetic replacement of that. Oh, if you're going to do that, you should get a, you should get a hideaway limb. I was about to say, there's other options. A hideaway uh, leg. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it's it's basically you got like like a hollow like space where you can like stick stuff, and then like there's a quick draw version of it where you can just like <laughs> snap it out of your leg. And I don't Alindra, know. I we, feel like Alindra would really struggle with this. Like cybernetics to begin with are a little weird for her. I, I think but she, you already have she, it's nature. You have speed suspension already. <laughs> yeah. Can I tell you that the, the there are. There are different uh, merchandising opportunities. We can have a whole new line of Alindra action figures with a red leg. You can have a red leg for no reason all of a sudden. Well, that wouldn't uh, go very well with my armor choice, would it? Well, you can make other changes color recommend. any anytime you want. So one, yeah, you can match any armor you want, and we could also release like forty-five action figures. And, I would and, recommend you get these X legs. So you've just got like spider legs. <laughs> you've just gosh, got four legs. We'd have to get new all new art for Alindra. She'd be a spider. <laughs> yeah, that's too expensive. <laughs> Right. So you've got some options if you want to think about it. The the doctors will, you know, bring out like an Avatar core price chart and uh, 
maybe see what your Starfinder insurance Am I just will looking at a prosthetic leg? Because that's like a hundred bucks or a hundred credits. Yeah, I mean, that's that's all you need to basically get back full mobility in in your leg. All right. I mean, it, I'll, do, I'll do? do some I'll do some shopping. OK, <laughs> did, and let did, you know, you need someone to spot you some credits, 100 credits. I mean, Ramey will be happy to. to no, 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 no. I have credits. I have plenty of credits. <laughs> he, he, he would be happy to be. Uh, funding the Alindra charity <laughs> does does, does Remy require that she like have, like do some marketing on like on the leg like she has to have like a banner ad yeah every every now and then like <laughs> you just hear like a little radio commercial popping out of like the knee joint <laughs> this uh, step brought to you by Quindar you guys also the vast majority of you <laughs> also have forgotten the vast swaths of childhood memories and skills. I don't uh, think Raimi did. I think you and Alindra maybe saved from from whatever that was in the 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 trap in in the the world seed, the the cold mist that seemed to affect your memory. Uh you guys have leveled up and if you want to try another mysticism check with with a an aid here from the, the guidance of the Abadar Medical Lab. Go ahead and roll that now. See if you can figure out what's happening. What's happening? Sure. See if we get some better rolls this time around. Oh, there's a there's a better roll. Do you, <laughs> Drew, do you have no ranks in mysticism? What's that? I'm I have I have wisdom damage. I'm minus <laughs> seven whiz. That's a good point. Good point. I think even Though Miles might have some still as well, uh, a natural twenty. I, know, I took I took int damage. I think. I think I it was also, both. I also took int damage. Yeah. <laughs> when you when you took it, it was four four for both. But a natural twenty with your bonus here, much better than the last time you rolled because we couldn't get any information. This is you guys were hit with a sieve status cloud, a stasis cloud, I should say. And it's in its diluted form. It was it still had this very potent quantum effect that indeed seemed to be used to wipe memories. And it seemed like this was technology that was used on board the ship, perhaps to continuously wipe Bantrid slaves' minds as they were brought out of stasis, maybe as a a means of keeping them complacent or erasing thoughts of uprising, erasing personalities. Every single one of those pods on the ship likely had some kind of access to this this cloud would Ramy know a better way to or at least to uh, convey to the doctors what to do to to swiftly get rid of the effects so yeah i mean if, if you're talking it over with the doctors you know and, and uso here's just like oh that's awful you guys were hit with that I, uh, I don't know what trials my people had to go through to escape the sieves but this what what you guys experience is, is it drives with the cultural amnesia we had on our emergence here years ago on him. Uh, let me let me talk to my my priest here. This is a kind of mental damage that can be repaired with the spell modify memory or spending time kind of retraining the skills that you lost and like focusing on those memories. So like a, a physical therapy but a mental therapy <laughs> for the mind. So, and as one four eight's going back to school, it's now a school <laughs> comedy where you're learning about the bo- the bodies of animals. <laughs> it's Billy Madison too. 
well, I mean, right me, I mean, well, me, I, I am, I am just wanting to be able to get rid of the, the int and wisdom damage. So damage will heal up as you rest overnight. So getting, you know, four days of, of rest and, and that damage will heal itself. You can also. Do we get four days of rest? Yeah, I mean, you guys have time here. You got some time to to relax, not just on. Well, I mean, if you want to retrain those those spell or um, the the stasis cloud damage, you can you can do that here on Hib, or you can take off and and head somewhere else if you want to do a little R and R. But yeah, maybe before you you leave, Uso will take a look over some of your gear, and indeed. It sets off some some mysticism red flags with his people. He's like, "Oh, your your technology seems to be compromised somehow. Let's take a look at this." The, the, you guys can also now that you've leveled up, make an engineering or mysticism check. Now you got some time to look at your stuff, look at your gear. Maybe as you're taking it off to do some healing. <laughs> Ooh. There's a natural 20 from Rebecca. Is this including any int damage you have? Oh, Jabert, you didn't take any int damage. Do I need to roll another one or? Yeah, you can You can roll. Yeah, this is for a different thing. So feel free to roll mysticism or engineering or either or. Okay, so I, I think between Andis, who's not affected, and Raimi, you've rolled a 40 for this. Taking a look over the gear and maybe sorting it out. Alindra's haste circuit, Nax laser pistol, uh, Ramy, your armor, and the spear of fates all seem to be affected by a curse. Uh, maybe as you place them in a scanner. Well, we already knew one of those things, so that was <laughs> <Right>. redundant. <laughs> N- knew knew about the what the spear of fates. Well, the no, this, fates. Is, this all seems to be the same curse as as you place them in the scanner. There's a black distorted energy that kind of makes the screen flicker and, and hard to read. And as you describe what these creatures were, this evil knack and Raimi that assaulted you all, Uso will say, Oh my, the, the elders who taught us of Abadar Corps warned us of Adiko Daemons, uh, warned them, uh, warned us about them infiltrating the organization, trying to tank stocks. What kind of monster wishes for bankruptcy? <laughs> well, it, it seems like hopefully money. you guys survived its attack and it's maybe resisted its temptations to turn on one another. It's been known to turn business partners against each other, have them vote one another off a board. Oh, well, no, luckily nothing like that happened. So taking a look, it seems like if, if you guys want to leave your stuff with the techno precept abadar core they can use remove affliction to remove the curses and you know basically work on your your tech to to get this broken the <laughs> that i mean this is a ability that adiko daemons have and unfortunately you guys agreed to Izu helping you with like armor and, and weapons when, when you got that huge loot drop. And that's when he basically, if you just like agree to any aid <laughs> from, from these monsters, you, you get affected. And that, that how many, how fun. many days are we resting and how many items are affected? So casting 
this they they can do it in a couple days everyone i'm, I'm just saying one item Edros has remove affliction okay so if you want to do that i mean it, it'll reduce that time to like just a day to to Sweet. cast and and, and what, look this over what did the curse do Oh, great question. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have the the daemons pulled up right now, but it's it's a bunch of different things. The weapons, I think I've rolled them rolled them a couple times when you guys were in the fight. <laughs> weapons have a chance, a D one hundred chance to instead just target a different person. Oh, wow. so if you're trying to use the the spear fates to attack someone, I, I had to roll mm-hmm. a D one hundred there, and it could have just wasted uh, an ally instead the the reason why the haste circuit burnt out so quickly is it uh, uses double charges so now instead of whatever like a minute or so it, it it does double time and i think armor it reduces charges as well wait let me bring up the decodemon this is a curse called the curse of planned obsolescence Cool. So yeah, kind of hits a little too close to home. Weapons, yeah. <laughs> weapons have a twenty five percent. Brought to you by Apple Podcasts. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, weapons have a twenty five percent chance of targeting nearest ally. Gear a fifty percent chance of doubled usage for the time. And the only other way to get rid of this curse is spend one month abstaining from mass produced gear. That's <laughs> like almost everything in Starfighter. So it's like, <laughs> what? <laughs> why would why would they ever do that? Anyway, yeah, so if you, you guys are okay. Oh, I had to hear my notes on the way. <laughs> I just didn't scroll down to my notes. I had this all written out. If you want to spend some time relaxing here on Hib, like I said, Abadar Core is, is willing to to front your hotel, some accommodations for you. Some some I mean there's no ski slopes here. I'm so sorry, but there's nice parks, maybe historical towers and things all over the planet if you wanna do some R and R here. I think we talked about selling some of the world seed technology to to Uso and, and Abadar Core and he can draft up that paperwork to make it official and add three hundred thousand credits to to Ooh. your your bank accounts, and if you get in contact with Chiskis, they can add another 25k per person for some of the historical data as well. So, a little cool. bit of a cred drop here with 425k total. Awesome. Five by five. And Uso, maybe after a day or so, we'll take you all out to a business lunch, sign some paperwork, go over some things, and comes with like a bunch of large cases, maybe some of his interns <laughs> rolling behind them as as you come into a, a swanky bantered restaurant with with Versite chefs and we'll we'll start the the transfer of the data that you pulled off the, the world seed mainframe and as he's looking over he's like wow it it looks like indeed a very detailed record of of my people's journey here on this ship the bantered people's pilgrimage to him Seems our people revolted against the Sims and managed to make it all the way here. The records I'm reading about this, this Commandant Veranch. He sounds like a real ball staller. Excuse my language. <laughs> uh, he, he'll go over some of this historical data with you. But indeed, a lot of it, I think you've already discovered from computers on Jedirat. Indeed, the ancient war between the Civ and the Kishali. The... 
the time frame is after the stellar degenerator was captured. And mind you, this was a, a sieve death machine that the Kishali were able to, to take over. This Varanch accelerated plans for these these massive generation ships to be built. And, and one of them was the, the World Seed, and supposedly the other was known as Ark Prime. And your reading here says that Prime scouted ahead leaving behind a skeleton crew on Jeterats or whatever they call that planetoid to guard the Bantrids. And that's when the revolt happened. And they, they sent off the ship without a, a full crew and things like that. And yeah, basically got as far as they could without the access codes that you found. The engines weren't complete. And so they were only able to get as far as Leavara and, and settle into orbit and the entire planetoid of Hib is basically that ship with dirt and things packed around it. I mean, it's been here for millennia, so it's it's formed a huge moon that the the Hib, the the Bantrids eventually kind of walked out upon. So it's just it built up space dust and rocks and things all that time. Oh, we we have you all to thank. Our our cultural history will be intact after this, and I think I'll be able to. To utilize this to rally enough bandits to my side to, to help go for full independence and seek a seat on the Pact Council. Uh, we're warrior people! Ah, we took on ancient Sim Empire! Oh, hoorah! Uh, can I get a, a so sorry ball? So, so sorry ball. ball! Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. This is, this is music to my ears! I can sing about it! I was, I was going to say that you're not only storied fighters, you are also incredible singers. We're like warrior bards of old, <laughs> right. but more handsome, ballsier. Got the balls to prove it. Oh, yes, you do. Well, it's been a great getting to know you. By, was it ballsy? Is that what that was? Okay. Bye, ballsy. <laughs> Oh, so, but, you know, we've only known each other for a few days. I understand. Big, big blow to my pride. I thought that we were cool in this. Anyway, I want to thank you all again. And uh, to thank you officially from Abadar Corps, well, I got some presents for you. Not just your gear back, but I got some stuff for my personal vault as bequeathed to me by Abadar Corporate HQ on Absalom. <laughs> The first box he opens, a, a small golden one, and you see a glistening, magical, shiny fusion seal. A level 20 axiomatic weapon fusion seal. Now that's mm. one you can just kind of plop on a weapon to to get that that bonus. No, no need to etch it into the side of your guns or what have you. And level 20, it can go on anything. <laughs> the the axiomatic one, I believe bypasses chaotic dr pretty sure <laughs> yeah uh yeah so so nice little fusion there another metal suitcase he brings out there is a suit of bespoke echelon fashion armor i think it's probably human but you know he says he can have his people tailor it to whoever wants this and finally in the last case, there's an assortment of fine art pieces, luxurious textiles, basically Bantrid treasure totaling 10,000 credits. 5,000? It's great. 
Ten, you can do, you can do math, Tyler. I got it. No, I, I really can't. I really can't. 5,000 for two of you, or, you know, yes. <laughs> divided by five. Uh, a little right. bit, a little bit more. We put the, I'll put the bespoke, bespoke armor in the, the chat there. And do I also have, oh yeah, I've, I've got, my notes are so complete that I wrote weeks ago. <laughs> the axiomatic fusion indeed any attacks with weapon are lawful aligned. So it bypass, bypasses DR slash lawful. Um, so chaotic outsiders or dragons or, or things like that. You would just like cut through like butter. Butter. Anyway, here's your, the rest of your equipment. Uh, it's been decursified, though. I'm sorry, Adros. We tried our best on the Spear of Fates, but there is a deep magical curse on this thing. Uh, we consulted with Golden Vault Technomancers on Absalom about it. Can't figure it out, so, so so sorry. But we got the Daemon's Curse lifted, and as soon as we did, it uh, reconfigured itself. The shooty end and the slicing end, and it's it started to emit blue-white plasma. You had to be careful of this thing. It nearly destroyed uh, 10,000 credits worth of equipment when we turned it on. Uh, anyway, we already deducted that from your payout, so don't worry about that. Uh, those charges oh, are included here, pal. But yeah, this thing is really cursed, man. Yes, I... It is a it is a strange weapon, and is why I do not let anybody else use it. It is it is mine to carry. Um, the best our text can figure out is it has some kind of confirmed destiny, and it's going to continue to underperform until well, it it fulfills that destiny. So it's going to try to kill you until you do. You figure out what's going on with it. <laughs> I mean, I figure our enemies need some kind of handicap, so. I might as well keep using it until I figure out what its destiny really is. Well, you've got a weapon upgrade here because indeed both ends of the gun have been upgraded to ooh, plasma weaponry in a little bit higher plasma weaponry. A blue star plasma caster for the shooty bit and a white star plasma dojko. So no longer just fire dojko. Oh, nice. It is now the the average level of the weapon is now 16 (laughs) and it does 5d10 electricity and fire. So both both into the gun do the same amount of damage. Hopefully that'll be a little. And it still has uh, well, it's got the boost ability still for the the shooting. Yeah, for the shooting end. Yeah. Yeah, a little more powerful, and that will definitely That's awesome. You'll roll better with it. <laughs> right. Oh, hundred percent chance of that happening. Oh, right. So after a f- uh, after you get done with this business deal, do you guys want to stay here on Hib to finish like your rehabilitation? What What would you like to do? Yes. Yeah, taking taking some yeah, I think some well earned R and R. What What do you want to do on Hib? Anything, anything fun? Get my memories back. Yeah, yeah. What was your, what was your skill that you were, you were missing? I'm wisdom damage and int damage. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, you were also affected by the stasis cloud. You had yes. a, a, a pretty big negative. Do you remember what your, your skill was that you were missing? I don't, I don't remember. I don't. What everyone's was. I don't remember that. Oh, you gonna make me look at my notes, Drew? Is that like what I'm, you're saying? Mm-hmm. I remember for Andis, it was life science. Does that sound oh, right? Minus, minus five to mysticism. Oh, yeah. That's, 
<laughs> Which that, should, that's why your mysticism roll was so low. Yeah. <laughs> you had a plus two when you rolled it uh, earlier this episode. So Yeah, there it is. There's, there's that, that minus five. <laughs> makes sense. <laughs> makes sense. Right. Yeah, as, as you wrap up your, your rehabilitation and seeing the Rehabilitation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, they, yeah. That's, they're posters. That's why they call it Hib. There's posters all over the doctor's offices making that, that same joke. <laughs> Indeed. You can, yeah, I mean, it's not a whole day thing. You have time to see the sights and, and get the I heart hib <laughs> shirts and, and caps that you want. But yeah, you get a transmission in a few days time from Starfinder HQ with Chiskis who relays a message that reads, congratulations on turning on the air conditioning on hib drift rider crew. We have had to call our present uh, to present our We've been called to present our findings to the Pact Council Directorate. So he's he's asking you to return to Absalom Station for a debriefing and see if you can inform the the higher ups on the, the Pact Council about what has happened and what almost befell him. What disaster nearly befell them? Heck yeah, we can do that. Let's see, getting, getting back to Absalom, we're in the same star system, mind you. We're in the packed worlds. It is basically 1d3 days via drift travel or 1d6 plus two under traditional thrusters. Is it time to to get back in the the drift rider and, and blast off? Well, I mean, a dross is good to go if everybody else is. Yeah, I do want to mention that Alindra has invested in speed suspension complete so she's just replaced her legs now okay very fast ones now now, alindra i have to ask you what color did you pick did you pick a red leg so that next movie we can just have you say hey i don't know if anybody noticed that i have a red leg you might not have recognized me because of this red leg that i have i think i'm missing a reference what yeah, so it's a, yeah, yeah, you are. Is, is this a C3PO thing? Or? Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, yeah. Well, everyone knows that Alindra is the C3PO of this podcast. <laughs> of all the characters, yeah. Right. So, yeah, I mean, these are uh, the complete system is a, is a level 12 cybernetic upgrade. And I imagine it's like full on cyberpunk. You got a little bit of Alindra left in those legs, but for the most part, it is. Super speed. This is it increases your land speed by 30 feet by 30 feet. So, yeah, <laughs> you know, the, um, I think Alindra still holding on to, you know, that it, she is, after all, really into physical science. You know, nature means something to her. I think that she would put her earthbound anklet around her cybernetic leg, <laughs> even though she can't benefit from it because she has too many magical items on you know just for yeah. aesthetics just for old just times to bring sake. her back down to earth <laughs> so just yeah. like one of them yeah it's, it's yeah. now a fashion accessory that <laughs> yes, yeah exactly maybe a dross comes up to you and is just like so if uh if you keep replacing body parts can you even like feel the cosmetic energy or the cosmos hubla that powers your abilities or are you just like Cut off from that. I don't even know how that works. Yeah, Caddy Wampus is definitely poking at the entire journey. It's like, can you feel this? Mind over this? matter. Mind over matter. You you wake up and he's he's taking a foot. He's like tinkering with it. He's like, <laughs> I'm next to paint it red. I'm sorry. <laughs> right. So heading back to Absalom. Are you popping into the the drift? Because if so. 
It takes like a day <laughs> to get back there. Oh, yeah. Oh, Absalom yeah, Because we, we healed for four days, right? So we're good now? Oh, yeah. Uh, fully healed of, of the, the damage. And with the, the trip back, you can finish off your mental therapy. Get that straightened out. So, yeah, it, it was a... <laughs> bit of a rough go there at the end of this book you guys kind of i don't want to say this but you sailed through the beginning parts of book one that end though <laughs> Woo. yeah it caught up to us <laughs> got yeah, pretty intense uh yeah but as soon as you exit drift travel get closer to absalom and connect with its infosphere you're bombarded with news reports and hollows there is a big to do on the edge of packed space as you open up your viewfinder, you get a, a moment of static before familiar faces on Absalom Station News Channel 1. The number one reporter, Lyda Lantrell, now sitting at a desk at the Blue Rise Tower in Studios ASN1, says, Well, if you're just joining us, uh, we are continuing coverage of the story of a, a large unidentifiable starship without identifier tags that has entered into pack space past Octurn. Several ships in the area that have investigated have gone silent, and the worst is feared. He reached out to the pact stewards, the council, and even Starfinder HQ, but so far no consensus has to merge to this vessel's origin. We're going to keep you up to date with every development as this case as it unfolds. Though I know my viewers are keen to know if this has anything to do with a recent disturbance on the moon of Hib. Caddy Wampus, uh, as soon as they get to the good part, of course, changes the channel to cartoons and, and sits down in the captain's <laughs> chair with... <laughs> cereal and pickle juice and starts chomping away. Um, nom, 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 nom. That was boring. <laughs> Caddy Wampus, get up. No. Um, I cast uh, disintegrate. Uh, do they have... <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm rolling that fortitude save. <laughs> uh, do they have images of... Oh, boy. Oh, no. Gone forever. <laughs> no, the chair is. The chair is. He jumps oh. out of the way. You didn't, you, you, you didn't mean to... You have to actually roll an attack roll with that stupid spell. I wasn't being serious. Nope, you said it. <laughs> one, one, one is gone for the day. Uh, no, he, he he says, yeah, it's a six-day morning animation annihilation block, channel five. Now that we're back in Absalom Station space, I reserve this time on our our space calendar to watch this. So if you wanted the big screen, you just got to reserve it. There's a small one back in the galley, though. You can have that. Uh. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to try to pull up on a data pad uh, if there are any images of this ship. Yes, nothing nothing up close. You just see like computer readouts and indeed perhaps like hypothetical drawings. It just looks like a big blob in mm-hmm. space it's, it's, as do, far as anyone's gotten to it. Do we know mm-hmm. roughly the size? Massive. So could could we... Oh, it's so big. Could we potentially presume that this is Arc Prime? You presume whatever you want, Drew. So so we know how big, we know roughly how big portions of the World Seed are. Is there a check that we could could compare the World Seed to what this is? I mean, they're both miles long. They are like beyond capital ships. So if indeed that is your only metric, then this very well could be another style generation ship similar to the world seed that was yeah i don't think we got a full i don't know if i have full stats on on how big it is because it's you know under the the planets is like the core of the planet so that's no moon 
Yeah, this one is no moon. Well, it is a moon, but it's also a starship. <laughs> Although I don't think you can like move Hib <laughs> with. Oh, uh, how cool would that world, be? World seed. I don't. Maybe I don't know. You'd have to you have to extend like a force field or something. No. Yeah, you guys can get back to to Absalom Station. There's a a private Feldspar Co docking bays along with some of the extremely kind of wealthy private docks right in the the center top ring. And indeed, as you exit the Drift Rider, you're met with a security detail and driver from Quindar Incorporated that comes along with a, a hollow message from your parents, Raimi, you know, hearing about the corpse fleet attack weeks prior, saying they're not taking any chances. So you're no, you're no longer allowed to walk around the station. You gotta, gotta have a, a personal car escort you. You know, the last time we had a personal car... We got attacked on the side of the yeah. road. I, I remember the <laughs> Yeah, I, I, I have I have distinct memories, so I'm, I am not going to abide by that. OK, well, if, if you it, start, it's, it's my company now, I can't do anything <laughs> about it. They still control the stocks and things. They control uh, nothing. I removed them. <laughs> I disintegrated them while we were talking, Patrick. <laughs> I've got so many disintegrates per day. Yeah, well, if you move away from the vehicle, eschewing it, the door opens from the inside and stepping out is another friendly face, that of Isafina Knotts, the the corporate liaison from Jedrat. And uh, she seems to be finishing up a holographic message from Uso. And uh, she says, uh, uh, please, uh, Mr. Quindar, Mr. Feldspar, all of you, welcome, welcome. But please, uh, we, we have a very short time. I've been hired by Abadar Corps to indeed leave Jedirat now that the opening has finished on our ski resort horizon, New Horizons. I've come here to facilitate between the Golden Vault and the Starfinders, uh, about some of these claims to the Sivian technology and and better facilitate you all as your personal attache. I've been apprised of the situation, but have you spoken with the the Starfinder HQ yet? Not yet. Yeah, we're not at liberty to say too much about the goings on. I, I presume you understand. Oh, I have been given full clearance. And part of that is because, well, I worried that this is some kind of chain reaction that my personal digging around on Jedrat calls that has caught up with us. If we hadn't gone digging down in those those catacombs, then perhaps they would not have activated and the towers on, on Hib wouldn't have gotten that that code. But yes, the, this new threat that has entered the Pact World system, well, it seems to be linked and well, the timetables have accelerated. Please, please get in the car. I, we have a, a great deal to talk about and, and many places to go. Can I uh, sense motive on this? Oh, finally, start to sense motive <laughs> on the NPCs. Uh, yes. Yes, go right ahead. We're going to add expertise to that. Oh, good. Yeah. Uh, so that's a 35. Okay. I mean, she seems to have the exact same motivation. <laughs> she seems a, a very no-nonsense business lady in I mean, maybe there's a little bit of like fear in her voice, but for the most part, she is no nonsense here. And you can you can tell that uh, she seems a, a great deal more kind of stressed and, and focused than when you you talk to her last on Jedirat. Does, does she seem to have any self-serving nature to this? I mean, she's getting paid right now too, so she's um, on the job. So right. while 
Raimi certainly matured in in the three years bef- between seasons. He hasn't matured that much. So he is going to continue to be obstinate and he is going to summon a phantom cycle and says, <laughs> I'll just follow you. Okay, well, can you please be on comms? I have a lot to go over. Yeah, I'm okay. always on comms. I'm always are, listening. Are the rest of you okay getting into uh, this this vehicle? Yeah. Uh, I climb. I climb on top of the car, and uh, I'll just ride up there. <laughs> I try to get in, but like, it's not. It's not. This is this. I need a bigger car. Where are we going? You because take I have armor off. New legs. I could just run. I don't. <laughs> can we not run a be car? difficult? Just Tris, one day. Tris just one crew, day. Please. <laughs> please, we have we have so many meetings. Please, please. <laughs> yeah. Well, it, it, Act, does Nack want to ride with uh, Raimi? Yeah. No, I have to keep up some sort of pretense here. Can we? <laughs> uh, All right. Well, I'll go with you, Safina, but I'm driving. <laughs> No, you really can't do that. <laughs> We're going to put up the privacy screen. For insurance purposes, I got, this is not I got shotgun. I've got shotgun. I have very good insurance, Miss Knotts, I assure you. <laughs> you, know many, you know how many times I've had to make payouts due to this spear? So many uh, times. Caddy Wampus has already like, got a sleeper hold on the driver. He's like, no, I'm driving. <laughs> oh, he beat me I'm to it. pilot. Fine. Well, shotgun then. Yeah. So she'll uh, allow you in, and as you can indeed, there's like a a, a, a a toe that you can they hit you up on the back, and you're just like uh, just skating along behind, skating yeah. behind it. Yeah. Right. With the beginning of well, when, when I summon my phantom future. cycle, I can bring someone with me. I could probably summon a a, a sizable sidecar. <laughs> Oh, I need a big, big yeah. sidecar. I need a wagon. <laughs> yeah. a How awesome would that be? It's like you see this little cycle that's pulling this gigantic dude. <laughs> no. And and it's his butt scraping on the ground and making sparks as it's dragged along. It's like a TARDIS. It's a little bit bigger on the inside, so it's like a compact sedan. But you all like, file in like a clown car. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, you all have except probably me. yeah, except Raimi because <laughs> we want this this uh ten mile drive. <laughs> be the longest part of this episode <laughs> except Raimi yes yeah, so make sure everyone in the podcast listening and knows, knows he's on a cycle vroom, vroom. make the noise Miles <laughs> vroom, vroom. okay and the ride is done <laughs> we're at the investigation no she says uh, overcomes uh, you, you all have probably heard the news already but I just want to make sure we're on the same page a massive ship has shown up in packed world space and all of our projections show it moving toward the, the center of the star system towards Absalom station. Oh, I was thinking it might be the star would be the center of the, but no, yeah. Absalom is also important. Good, good call. Well, because of the, the star stone, uh, this is really the center of universe and this is where our corporate headquarters are. So it's, that's of the utmost importance. That's why you put the headquarters there. Of course, they've been trying to make contact with it for the last 24 hours and, we believe every vessel that has gone out to it has been destroyed. So none of yeah. them really stood a ghost of a chance. Yeah. Well, if it's if it's anything like any of the Sivian technology we've encountered so far, it's not very big on organic life, and it's very high and mighty on its self-propulsion robot things. Now, I, I I have to clarify. You say they're believed lost. What evidence do we have? Well, they they have gone dark and they've not made contact since they've gotten within f- fifteen parsecs of pretty good evidence pretty good. of of this ship. So, well, we're we're assuming they're they're lost, but we we are making 
contingencies right now because the Absalom station is not like the Adari. We don't have the capacity to move out of this thing's way. If, if this ship is hostile and everything that we suggest from, from your notes, if this is indeed Civ, well, I don't know where that leaves us, but uh, I don't know where it leaves the packed worlds in general. That's why they're requesting to speak with you all. It won't surprise you to hear that the directorate, the Pact Council, has convened to discuss this issue. They've been in, in, in sessions all night long. And yeah, you're you're here to speak with them. But that's worry, pretty smart I, of them because uh, we are kind of the experts on blowing up ships larger than planets. We've, uh, yes, we've I, done it. it, it you know, Adras, we, we just saved one from blowing up. So we I know, both. which was really, which really kind of goes against our whole like shtick. So I'm kind of, yeah. I, I, I really haven't felt good about it. We it have makes both me wonder: do we need these people to deliberate for us? Can we just go on and go? I mean, we are kind of, you know, I mean, the, the problem solvers here. As as powerful as the drift rider is, uh, it will not survive. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. So. <laughs> Uh, what a, I'll take what that a fun back. anticlimactic way to die in space. Yeah, <laughs> this season got real short. When <laughs> they just like figure something out. into the uh, the ship. They'll uh, um, they'll re- they'll remake the ship, but they'll call it Rainy's Arrogance. <laughs> <laughs> as 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 you all just said. Uh, th- they rightly think that you are the people with the most knowledge in the system about whatever it is this is uh, approaching us. Accurate. Even if that information isn't isn't much, the director needs to be informed as they have a lot of people and resources that they need acclimated and, and, and organized. And well, I've taken care of all the particulars, the political and legal things that need to be discussed. But I have also received a, a very interesting call from a, a priest of Eldoritu? I, I have no idea how she got my personal line and how she knew that I was going to be working for you, but they 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 called as soon as you arrived on the station and, well, she's claiming she saw one of you in her divinations and insisted that indeed, if you have this crucial information about this approaching threat, that you need to speak with her first. I, I didn't ask for much after that, but uh, she seemed to have some pull with Abadar Corps as they, they want this meeting to happen, too. So anyway, I, I found that when it comes to a lore to clergy, asking questions only gets you more questions and response as aggravating as it is. But as I said, Abadar Corps wants you to meet with them. So we uh, have set up a, a very fast meeting before your uh, your debut on the, the 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 council directorate at the Golden Vault. This smell Orby to anybody else? Orby? What, does, what, do, you, what do you mean? Orbeez? <laughs> Yes, Orbeez, no, he, he, which he, is boss? space Arby's. So solid. Yeah, no, he's 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 talking about in a recent uh, battle we had. Raimi was. We? Where yeah. were you? What do you mean? Where was I? I was killing Nack. Calm down. I was there. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no, 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 I, 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 I thought no, uh, Drew. If I'm not mistaken, is is, is specifically referencing the Nack Raimi episode? Yes. Yes. Oh, I thought he was talking about the rune that appeared over your head. Well, when that's you were that's tied to confusion. The, to, that's tied to the Nack Raimi episode. Mm-hmm. I, ah, I hope you, okay. I hope you guys are discussing this in front of Miss Knotts, and she's like, "Yeah, I, I really don't, I don't quite understand what you're talking about." But your adventures, adults are talking here. <laughs> Knotts is like, "I thought I watched every episode of your content, and I've." <laughs> well, I know you all have a somewhat vested interest in Jedrat, but 
indeed, I, I wanted to thank you for making this this trip. We are being bankrolled by the Golden Vault, and they are providing, well, the majority of my base pay, which is a 750 credit per hour tab with travel included. Someone needs a raise. But so yeah. uh, what, are, are you are you saying I should waste time so that you get paid more? I mean, I could do that. <laughs> well, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little bit worried about the potential death cruiser that seems to be heading directly yeah, yeah, for yeah. Let's, our let's, direction. Let's, so. let's talk to the bureaucrats and see what they think needs to be done, and then we'll go do what needs to actually be done. If, if we have to evacuate, then I'm ready to do that as well. But yes. Okay. Uh, let's go. You know, maybe maybe we'll run into an old friend on this pack council. I don't know. Yeah, as, as you pull up to the golden vault in the, the core ring of Absalom's bubble, you're met with a massive golden tower set before a skyscraper nearly touches the dome ceiling and a huge golden key, the, the logo of the Avatar Corporation, hanging outside the windows, maybe across 10 floors of this building in gaudy yellow neon lights. Uh, outside, there are news stories playing everywhere. Now reporting from Leavara, where you just came from, the the massive gas giant in this gargantuan ship has entered into the space around it. You get a, a another report from out in the system, and you see a, an odd looking alien says, "Oh, oh this is Jojojo Bubble Boku reporting for LV426 News. This massive vessel has entered local space just hours ago." The security interceptors have gone dark and there's still no close-up scans of the vessel. Large sections of this ship is said to have been ejected uh, and is on a course for impact with Hib Space. All effort to communicate has been met with with silence. There's there's another update now from Absalom Station News. A lighter land trail here. Defined packed security protocols and ignoring the council directorate Yaxian ships have begun to engage the mystery vessel in hit-and-run encounters, their capital ships. So far, undead casualties have, have been low, but these sorties have not slowed the advance of this impending invader. As, as you enter the Golden Vault and everyone in this lobby, which is kind of like a mix between a modern art installation and a, an ancient church, you see pews of congregants kind of praying for their, their stocks to bound back, all of them with data pads scrolling doom scrolling through the news as well you see clerks and in bank like counters on the side behind force field screens and everyone glued like i said the, the hollow monitors and things uh miss knots kind of leads you towards the back through some security guards and through the crowd past the main altars to a, a larger offer uh, office with with conference room kind of vibes to it a some sleek hover chairs to relax in and you're not there for too long before a door opens up side door and an, an older human with maybe a few accessories save a, a large blue scarf around her her head some gray gloves and wearing a three-piece suit looks very refined sparkles as she moves and comes in and, and takes a, a seat and and bids you all do the same I sit I mean <laughs> uh, playing to type Raimi stands neck <laughs> neck takes a a sort of roundabout way around the room to take the seat closest to this person it's knots will will introduce herself and says oh uh you must be cambrisa june uh, priest of elora uh allow me to introduce you to the crew of the drift rider starfinder venture captains recently returned from hib yada yada mother june you have exactly 15 minutes 
here before. I am moving them on to their next meeting at the Planara. So please, please converse. Do what you need to do. She introduces herself and says, yes, yes, I'm Caprisa June. To decipher the mysteries of the universe in a quarter of an hour, surely less has been done with more time, but never such a feat has been attempted in so short a while. So I won't keep the council directorate waiting on us. I just gathered from all you saw there on Hib. Perhaps, indeed, this was a circumstance that could not be understood without some some greater illumination. Uh, she will pull out a, a small comms device and kind of slide it across the table. And on it is a, a holographic representation of something very similar to the symbol of Lortu that you all saw on board the, the World Seed. From, from the report from Uso, that was the... The seventh day, you you last saw this symbol, Raimi, is it not? Indeed, this is this is the one you saw when you had your confusion broken in the the fight with the Adiko Daemon. Yes, it is. This is the first interesting thing that's happened this entire time. <laughs> but you saw this as well on the ship of the World Seed, and also as it as it appeared to you in, in your mind's eye. Is that right? Yes, our divine. It's- being does not often reveal itself, and when it does, it is typically a grave matter indeed. Uh, I would wager at that same minute, perhaps the the second that it revealed itself to you, I also saw this symbol in a dream I was having here on, on Absalom Station. And if that's the case, then it is possible there are others who receive the gift as well, those those bound up with the same purpose and, and mission. Uh, the, the entity known as Eloratu has spoke to us in its tongue of magic, and, and Raimi Quindar, it, it spoke to both you and I directly. Uh, let me further introduce myself. I am a high priest of the Hidden Truth, an archmage of, of the Circle of the Substantial Stone. We, we focus our study on mysteries of Absalom Station's past and, and present, and well, my focus is on the station's star stone and its its history, seeking history of it from before the gap and learning what we can of its powers. Do you all have any questions of, of her? Uh... What is it that you think that the symbol means? What might it signify? The Lord, too, is a great unknown in, in our universe, but it has been theorized that it has been around for perhaps even longer than the the planet of Galerion, this entire star system has existed and has revealed different n- elements of its symbols in that time. As I said, whenever it does reveal one, it is in a time of of great importance. That is that is all I can say, really. Sans motive on what on everything that she has said so far. <laughs> uh, if you want, is, is that how sense motive works? You're just like, I want to yeah. know all lies well, like, that were spoken. Like, like, if just, you want to ask a question, Drew, that's one thing. Uh, <laughs> but if this isn't like a. Well, I mean, what would you I like to polygraph? Know? I mean, she's she's talking to us about a lot of stuff, and she is telling us about a lot of things with with sure. crazy I'm, visions and stuff like that that happened at the same time that there was a vision with Raimi. It's Raimi's a famous person. It seems like, you know, th- there's some knack is a little suspicious of, of the motivations of someone that has suddenly gotten to to bypass all of the 
you know, you know, like we're meeting with this person before we meet with with the Pact Council. Like, that, yeah, yeah, that, that seems a... suspicious to Nack. Well, do you want to ask about that? So why are we talking to you and not the Pact Council? Can you tell me that? You seem like you are talking a lot of stuff about about uh, the, this this being that we happen to have some sort of maybe relationship with or in, in encounter with. But why are you here when people that can do something are in the next room that we haven't talked to yet? Yeah. What what is your aim here? Because you, you, you were talking about how, oh, we, we have this shared destiny. Are you trying to like come with us? Like what what's what's the end game here for you? I have consulted with my god the powers of magic in this universe for a solution to the mystery of this approaching ship and it continuously has revealed the five of you not just you rainy but all all of you I, i'm not sure sure what more i can explain but i realize that you are incredibly important in what is to come but perhaps maybe Raimi and i have, are tied to this destiny but of this incoming vessel, I am here to to know firsthand of your experiences on Hib and and, and Jedrat, as is the rest of our 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 directorate. Sure, but you'll forgive us with everything we've been through if we don't particularly trust someone who happens to know exactly what happened in that moment. Well, as I uh, perhaps. Isafena Nuts has, has described here. I, I got a report from Abadar Corps that I was able to read, and when you all described what you saw down in, in the World Seed, I knew exactly that we had seen the same thing. And indeed, as I said, Raimi, my god is, is a, a fairly fickle one, and giving out information of this symbol to you, there was a purpose for that. And what that purpose is, we shall endeavor to, to find out together. But I'm sorry, our time is very short here. I can see her tapping her watch. Yeah, yeah. So, so is my patience because I don't understand. You're continually being vague. Do you? Are you trying to come with us? Like I, I don't know what you're you're trying to do here. I'm trying to help in, in whatever ways that I can. As I said, the entity known as Alortu has deemed it important to reveal itself to you, someone who has not worshipped it and, and studied its mysteries before. What what I, I understand many quickly tire of this answer, but what is known is that we have a great deal that is unknown about our 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 destiny together. I, I just wanted to first introduce myself, but also explain that I, I don't believe you will be able to to escape whatever is is, is to come here. Raby just turns to Nick. See, this is this is why I drank so much. You don't you don't think that the rune you all saw is tied to like the whole Laura Two rune puzzle thing, right? I mean that it was a a full rune of of Laura Two. So this, yes, this is. I mean, oh. in, in game terms, this is indeed a a a major religious kind of breakthrough for <laughs> for yeah. this church. So. Uh, yeah, I think Adras would maybe turn to Nack and Raby and yeah, ex- explain that just a little bit. Just say like, you know, their religion has a, a series of runes that have mysterious knowledge and all sorts of stuff behind it. And any, there's only what like two left unknown, and this would be one of them. So yeah, I, kind I of a big deal for them. She'll ask if there's any other 
crazy occurrences that happened to you, Remy, maybe while you're on Hib or, or Jetterat. How much time do you got? <laughs> There's the whole clone what? thing. <laughs> no, we're going to have to get that in the weeds. We've got several episodes of content that we just feed to her. <laughs> let me let me replay the last 20 episodes real quick. Yeah. I've no. been trying to find a, a moment where I can just say hokey uh, religions and angel weapons are no match for a good blaster at your side. But at the same time, like I'm a spellcaster, so I can't say that. <laughs> yeah. Well, do you mention the the giant orb that attacked you too? <laughs> I mean, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. Here's the thing is, is while Remy is honestly frustrated with this entire situation, I think he will, you know, having heard her out, will bring up the 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 adventure that he and Nack had with this orb. And her, her eyes go wide. At that. She's like an orb tracked you down before this happened. You say, oh, OK, that is new information to me. Well, yeah, it was a private. It was a private skirmish. It should be a new information to you. <laughs> or wait, was that was that was the was the reporter reporting at that? Uh, yeah, she she was there, but I, I don't think. <laughs> okay, so this person's just not well informed. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that wasn't like there was also like nukes that were going off on the planet as you fought like the giant ships and things like yeah, that. Yeah, but was, Rainy was on TV. Come on, there was some other news that happened. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think she wrote recorded that fight but she, okay okay, she definitely okay. so so Remy Remy uh, basically explains the the entire episode that was uh Nack and Remy's excellent adventure well we believe these circumstances that brought you to Jedarat the fates that aligned that then took you to Hib well these were all likely foretold in various ancient traditions of soothsaying and fortune telling so we are seeking immediate audience with a, a sect of, of Leovarin dreamers, but their services of uh, fortune telling are in high demand currently. Hopefully more of this plot can be revealed as time progresses, but it seems time is the one currency that we are running out of here. We have plenty of, of regular currency, and as such, I've I've spoken with the, the priests of of Abadar Corps of, of giving us a loan and for your time in, in speaking with the directorate we have i mean it might be chump change to you neck and and Ramy, but 1.25 million credits to to help you in, in in preparing for whatever is to come now you're speaking our language <laughs> oh. <laughs> I, I imagine here in the church of abadark where that might get your attention um so sorry what 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 are they looking for out of the uh the Leovarin worshippers. They are are looking to tell the future to see what is going to happen with this ship approaching Absalom Station. But currently, there is not a lot except she has done some divination. And indeed, most everything comes back with images of, of you all, mm-hmm. particularly okay. around uh, Raimi and, and the rest of you. So... That is, I mean, besides the fact that you all are kind of the center of the universe once again because of your interaction with the the Civ the last few weeks. Yeah, the the Directorate Council, which is basically the highest governing body here in the the Pact Worlds, are are looking to speak with you directly. And as such, you're getting quite a credit drop just to be able to to bend your ear for a few hours. Ooh. But yeah, and uh, uh, speaking of which, uh, Fan and Knott starts tapping her watch and I'm just like, oh, yes, we we are already late for this meeting. So we need no 
argument, we need you really get back in that vehicle and, and head to the Planara right now, everyone. I'm so sorry. Uh, All right, I'm driving. As, as we exit, uh, I cast Augury. And, oh. uh, and I look forward to see if we will meet again, me and uh, this this person. <laughs> um, the person I, who's trying to tie themselves to our mission, I, I yeah. can, I, <laughs> I can, I can save you some time there, buddy. I'm, I'm sure that we will. But As I'm casting a spell, Patrick. I'm not asking. You, I'm not asking you. <laughs> Are you casting a spell of asking if you'll see them again? <laughs> right, right. Well, oh, okay. I'm, 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 what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to tie in the fact that I'm a Leovaran dream prophet uh, oh. to uh, like that's my theme. Oh, so, but uh, but like. It, it is a little clumsy, and <laughs> oh, you you think you're gonna be have the information that the the people that have been doing this forever don't have access to? Uh, we shall see. Because as as you as you begin to try to make your way through the the future and the possible branches of the timeline, we're diving back into the mind, the exocortex of of Andis, and we see recovering all the the Andises that were hit with the stasis cloud effect and they hear your words and, and your your seek friend your your seeking of knowledge that perhaps they will collectively be able to apply and obviously uh, their response is uh, uh, to be continued <gasps> oh spooky there are a number of mysteries that we get to Scooby-Doo out this book and the rest of this season. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> if you thought there was a little information dump in this episode, oh, wait till we meet the, <laughs> the directorate, the back council <laughs> oh, director next week. We have a whole bunch of NPCs, new NPCs to, to meet with. But that's next time here on Cosmic Crit. Next, next episode. Guys, thanks for playing with me tonight. Thank, Thank you, you. Patrick. Oh, man, it's not—it's so great to have an episode without imminent death. Oh, <laughs> oh, but yeah. By the way, the, the car crash. <laughs> Did you eat you. the snacks? <laughs> <laughs> you really should have killed that that driver. He, uh, he's coming for your neck. You didn't sense motive on him. The one one guy you did. Uh, that that's going to do it for us, guys. Thanks for playing with me, and uh, we'll catch you next week, everybody. Have a great didn't say yar. Didn't say yar. Way to go. I'll do it for yar. you. Yar. 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 I believe in you. Yar. I believe in yar. You didn't do it. Cosmic Crit, an officially licensed partner of Paizo Incorporated. The Starfinder role-playing game and adventure paths are trademarks of Paizo. All Pathfinder and Starfinder images are property of Paizo and are used with permission.